Hello, losers. Get it? Loose Change Podcast. Welcome back to the hockey edition of the Loose Change Podcast. The way we left you last week, um, we were unsure if Kai was going to get out of his homicide, murder, whatever the investigation it was. Turns out they had the wrong guy. That's what it was. They had the wrong Kai. Wrong guy. Uh, Kai Kuypers, glad you're back. How was that whole process? That's just what I want them to think. It was actually me. I'm on the run. (laughs) All right. Um, Brayden, Kai, this is the Bo Horvat trade podcast. There's plenty of stuff to going on in the NHL, but really that is the main shebang. Stuart, from an outside perspective, before I let these guys take the floor, do you have anything to say about the trade? It was Bo Horvat. Bo, no cuts. Yeah. Bo Horvat, uh, 25% retained to the Islanders for uh, Anthony Bavillier, French kid. Uh, Aturati, or Aturatu, rather, it's uh, pronounced 20 year old uh, Finnish center who was picked in the early second round of the 2021 One. draft. And the New York Islanders protected 2023 first round pick which will slide to a unprotected 2024 if it is top 12 in uh, 2023. Stu, Thanks for setting do, that up. Thanks, Stu. I do actually want to hear an outsider's perspective. Who won the trade? What do you think? Uh, it's kind of say who won the trade because I think both sides kind of underwhelmed. I feel like the Canucks probably could have gotten a little bit more, especially because they retained 25% on Horvat. My main gripe with the trade is that I don't, I think the Islanders are going to miss the playoffs, so I'll say the Canucks won it because uh, I think they, the Islanders are going to miss. And that's why I don't understand why the Islanders made the trade. I don't think Horvat makes them good enough to get into a position in the East. Like, there's still five teams fighting for a wild card spot, and you only added one piece. So I'm going to have to assume they're going to trade some more or they're going to trade for Horvat with another 25% retaining and get an even better return. That's take, yeah, They are right look. there. I mean, it's hard to... Three like games in hand. Penguins. Yeah, like that's the thing. So the Islanders have 55 points in 52 games. The Penguins currently have the last second wildcard spot with 57 points, two points ahead, 49 games. And then the uh, Buffalo Sabres lost in 49 games, 56 points, one point out. Like you're back three games and two points. It's a lot of ground to make up when we're getting into this part of the uh, in, in this part of the year. It's not even just that though. It's that like there's also the Sabres and the Panthers that are also just sitting around there. Like, there's three teams not in, like, those two spots that I could easily see being in one of those spots at the end of the year. So, I don't know. I don't really get it, but they have to assume they can re-sign him, because otherwise, why would they do that? And to your point, Stuart, the model that Dom Lucision put out on The Athletic has the Islanders raising their playoff chances from 14% all the way up to 19% with this Bo Horvat trade. So, if it's for this year... Who knows if that's a good trade at all? That sounds terrible. But yeah, what are the chances they resign them? Because that will definitely dictate if the Islanders can win this trade. Do we think Canucks fans, Kai and Braden, do we think the Islanders would have made that trade if they didn't feel really good that they could sign Bo? Absolutely not. No, right? like maybe if they didn't even talk to him before, they I think that they have a general right? understanding of what it's yeah. going to take. And I think they'll pay it. The only thing is that I don't. I wonder with Bo. The last couple of years, the Islanders have a similar total point total, if that makes sense, uh, cumulative point yeah. total to Hell the yeah. Vancouver Canucks. So, if you're Bo, 
you get traded from where you're the captain, where you thought you were going to spend your career, to was an organization that's kind of in the same boat as where the Canucks are as far as standings go. Sure, they might be willing to offer you the money, but like the guy's played in two playoff series in his life. Well, not series, sorry. And like you said, two years where they've gone to the playoffs. Hmm. The guy's 27, right? 29 and 28. Like he wants to play playoff hockey. If I'm Horvat, I don't know. I'd be willing to take a bit of a cut to go to a really competitive team, right? You know, Boston's going to be interested. You know, Carolina was interested. I don't know what they're going to be able to offer, but. If I'm Horvat, like I at least entertain the open market. I'm I'll listen to the Islanders, but I would imagine that he's gonna at least want to hit the market and see what other teams are willing to offer for him and what those teams are. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I don't think I, Lou Lamarello yeah. makes that trade. Like that's the big thing. It's just mm-hmm. we know that officially the Canucks did not give permission for anyone to talk with Horvat about an extension. Which I would like to say, looking back, I think might have been smart. I agree. Like, I think that there, you know, there was when that rumor came out, I think a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, we probably could have gotten more in a trade if we were able to leverage that situation. But at the same time, it could have had the opposite effect as well. The agent's able to railroad the conversation with teams, right? Totally. If it's a team you don't want, I want the max. Oh, that's like, not happening. And this is part of the good thing about Rutherford is that he is very good at this sort of negotiation stuff. Him mm-hmm. and Lamarillo, very old school. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely an old school negotiation, but I think it worked out well for them. And, you know, we can get more into the return later, but I think it was a fair deal. Yeah. Well, let's get into it now. Cause uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. I well, you like the deal. You think it's fair? I, li- I like the deal. And then just before we completely move on, I totally agree. I think, you know, this is Horvat's one chance to cash in. And I think you'd just be dumb not to entertain the open market. Yeah. If right, if the Islanders miss the playoffs, I don't think there's any chance. There's a very little chance I think he resigns it on the island. If they make it, I'm sure he would totally consider it. But if they miss, like I can't imagine a t- like 27 year old who just had the best season of his career be like, oh yeah, let me commit to not going back to the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get the impressions on the Canucks version of this trade and how it benefits the Canucks, I just want to put a bow, a tie a bow on the whole Islanders perspective on it. Nice. Tie a bow. Oh shit! Did I just find the <laughs> accidentally find the podcast title? Shit. Tie a bow. Okay. Um, yeah. I wanted to tie a bow. Nice on the Islanders perspective on it. So they have to re-sign Bo in order to make this win, this trade a win. If mm. they don't re-sign Bo, isn't this a really terrible trade coming from Lou? Because Stuart point, like, does this really push the needle for the Islanders to make it? Who knows? Well, maybe it does. But if they don't resign him, it feels like this is a total L. One I player, mean, how many rentals really? How many yeah. rentals really pay off at the end of the day? That's what I was gonna say. Like right? one player jumping your odds five percent. Like that's actually a pretty big. Like mm-hmm. I know the point is like fourteen to nineteen. It's still more likely. It's an eighty-one percent chance that they don't make it, but. A 5% jump from one player is a pretty significant jump in your chances. Yeah, it's probably the same as like suggesting he adds an extra three wins, two wins to your season or something yeah. like that. Like that's all. Oh, especially with like 40 games left. Like that's a pretty significant jump. But, you know, like we said, it's tough to get in with the, you know, to catch up to the rest of the pack. They're already lagging behind a bit there. And in addition to with just where the Islanders are, right? I referenced with their point holes last couple of seasons. They're kind of the same as Canucks. Their prospect cupboard. We, they traded away their number one prospect and the Islanders haven't, this will be the fourth year in a row. If they don't make this, if they don't keep it this year, it's going to be the fourth year in a row without a first round pick. Really? 
four yeah, years in a row. The Four picked. years in a row. So the cupboards are bare on the island, and like, and you just give up your really top prospect ready as well. to compete either. Even yeah, if they of... make the playoffs, is anyone going to take them super seriously? Like, I guess Sorokin is always a huge concern. No, you'll get I think the, in the Penguins first would lose to them, but other than that, you're, you're not wrong. You're not going deeper than the second round, though. And even then, too, when I look at it, it's just like, what do the Islanders need? They need a scoring forward, for sure. Horvath's mm-hmm. that. But, like, I thought they were supposed to be set down the middle. You have Matt Barzal, who you've got how much money tied up in. You've got Brock Nelson, who's your second-line center. And then you've got... Oh, he's whoever. a winger. Maybe it's Anders Lee I'm thinking of. Whatever, I get he's, the mix. Anders Lee is wingers. definitely a winger. Yeah, yeah. They're both, those are both wingers. I'm pretty sure Brock Nelson's uh, center slash winger, yeah. but he plays center. Yeah. I'm pretty is, sure Casey Sezikis is playing second line center for them right now. So, so yeah, replace that with Bo Horvat. That, Nelson the is a center. Uh, he yeah. is, is playing center. Yeah. So, like, that's my point, right? Like, you've already got Nelson and Barzell at one, two. Like, why are you getting a. I just don't understand why Horvat. I guess you can move Nelson to the wing, right? But, like, why would not you go out and get him? Go like Tarasenko I, or something? Tarasenko, who would have been a cheaper acquisition cost. Dude, mm-hmm. even Ryan O'Reilly should have been an ac- or Forget that. Jonathan Taze is going to cost like a third round pick. If you really want to center that badly, I know he's not putting up the numbers that Horvat is. Save the fucking pro or the money though that you're or the assets that you're going to go spend on a guy like Horvat. Get a center like Taze to me with the center depth you've already got. But and use those assets for a winger like Tarasenko. What? But they want to resign him. They do, but like they like definitely don't want to resign Jonathan Taze. So I mean, no. this is their situation where. But it's a third. The Canucks are. It's, it's well, I mean, they could have gone, they can, but they, they, can they still this go get to, they can still go get tapes for a third. Right, really but my point to, being is that could. like you were already like fine enough at center. Like you, I, am, wing, right? I imagine so Barzell's going to play on the wing. But any, but yeah. centers can always move to wing. Wings can't move to center, which is yeah. now the Canucks are in the position where they have no centers. <laughs> and no, no but team, to me, no playoff team has ever been like, oh no, yeah. we have too many centers. Yeah. No, but you most teams have most teams have two centers on the ice in the for a defensive draw now. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm not. I'm not discounting that. It's just my point being is that like they need to score. A scoring winger would have been a cheaper acquisition, and I don't think like your your center depth was fine. Like to me, um, I just I don't really get it from the Islanders' perspective. Like I guess you wanted to have a really good player, and like we know that they had talks before with the draft last year. Maybe it wasn't Miller, right? Maybe it was Horvat the entire time they were discussing. We don't know. Um, actually. They, it was Miller from all the reports that but came out. But it's hockey. It's NHL and yeah. it's hockey. So it's there is a high likelihood that Bo Horvat just fucking resigns with the Islanders. And <laughs> the Islanders then traded a top 12 protected first, a player that isn't going to factor in too much into their core in Bavillier, and a prospect that you guys like. Um, a second, top prospect in the system. A top yep. prospect in the system. So yeah, you give up that. But I really feel as though top 12 protecting that first was really important to that trade. And mm-hmm. if you re-sign Bo, it could easily be a win for the Islanders. Moving on to the Canucks side of the trade, what do you guys think of the return? I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's people going, oh, like, you know, like Stu said, let's preface it with us. Stu said, oh, they could have got more. I don't think they could have, right? When you're like, what's that Jeff Merrick line? Like when uh, you're sinking, like other GMs throw you anchors, they don't throw you life wraps. Like, right. Look at the Canucks. Everybody knew the situation that they're in. Everybody knew that you had to trade Horvat. So how mm-hmm. much are you really going to get? We're also in a world where the cap hasn't moved at all. So you knew you had to take some bad money back um, or some money back rather. Yeah. Kai and I, you know, if you look at Canucks fans all over the place, like they were all really upset that Horvat's gone because we all love Bo. But 
I'm pretty happy with the return because A, they got futures. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing here. The reports were that they were going to go after a guy like Brandon Carlo, a 26, turning 27-year-old defenseman who you know, is going to fit more with that two-year plan where we're going, we want to rebuild. So you get Atu, right? Or Atu, the uh, 20-year-old center with... It's hard not to call him Ratty when his name is spelled R-A-T-Y. Yeah, can, we, can we talk is about that for a called, second? Is that not his name? It's Ratu. I think exactly, Finnish right? people just need to pronounce their name right. The French are the worst, though. Um, Sorry, our alphabet <laughs> is better than yours. But, uh, yeah, no, like, I like Ratu a lot. I could get into him a bit more. I was just glance over everything. But, like, I like that a lot. The Canucks are, like, short on center. So it's good that they get a center guy coming back. Um, Anthony Beauvillier is kind of the most interesting part of the trade to me because I want to see if it's a reclamation project that they then try to trade or somebody that they're actually going to try and reclaim and make him a strong forward again. Like, he scored 21 goals before. Mm-hmm. Um and then the first round pick, like Kai, I don't know about you. I I don't want them to use it this year. I really hope it slides to next year's. Yeah, so you switch you switch on that opinion, eh? This. Yeah, I think that uh looking despite at this more, year's being a loaded draft class, mm-hmm. just not getting top twelve versus your chance so, to top twelve next year. Let's talk about this year's draft class quickly then. Top six, I'm gonna go. Top five is loaded. The reason I go to six, I see a world where Matt Vaymichkov slides to seven. No way. Most likely six. Outside chance seven. Absolutely. Top really? three. We know our top three. It's going to go. Number one is going to be the kid, Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. Number two is going to be Adam Fantilli. Number three, you're looking at Leo Carlson. That's your top three. I didn't know Carlson was locked into that third spot already. Matt Bay Mitchkov is signed for another three years in the KHL. So anyone who takes him, you're not getting him at least for three years. I forgot about that. So I could see him sliding... I completely and forgot with about everything that. going on. I didn't Russia. actually even know that was a rule. Yep. I completely well, he just, forgot about that. He has that. a contract with the K, right? So when you factor in the contract and what's going on in Russia right now and the uncertainty with the future, yeah, absolutely. I see a world where Matt Vimechkov slides to seven. Um, after that, still very forward heavy draft class, but it kind of tapers off. It, it, it becomes an average draft class, I guess, is what we can say after that. You think so it's, it's top like a bunch, heavy? It's very, it's like, the first five picks are all guys who are like first overall. And then after that, it moves to just what you would expect out of any other draft, right? Your number ninth guy is going to be like a number nine in any other draft for the Canucks. We know they need defense and centers. Like I said earlier, there's two guys that should go in that 12 to like 17 range where the Canucks would be interested in taking, uh, primarily being right-hand D Swiss guy, David Reinbacker. Um, but I don't look at the Islanders right now. I don't think that they're going to be any better next season. And for that reason, I want that unprotected first next year. Like, I think True. it's a good chance that it it's slides. Just a year older, it could be the first overall pick next it year. It could, right? It, it could. could. It could be the. It could be the thirty second. I don't know. Maybe the Islanders win the cup and they sign Horvat and he gets the overtime goal in Game Seven against uh, the. I don't know the Canucks. Fuck up. Um, but I, I personally hope that I like the position that they take, like the short position that they've taken with it, and I am hoping that it slides to uh, to next year's Kai and. Mm-hmm. I believe if I can speak for you guys as Canucks fans, I've seen all over Twitter. You guys are just happy that this signifies we are finally doing it. It's rebuild time. This is it. We trade our captain. I don't, I don't believe it's finally rebuild time. I think they're looking at the season Retool going, time, let's then. sell and get rid. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like they're still that's looking. Fine. Like, that's fine. You have to get traded in a day or you two. Can look at your team and be like, we can retool. Cause you already have it's your a different franchise team. player. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a move to start restocking the cupboards a bit, which is what we needed to see. Um, yeah, you know, to be honest with you, like 
when the trade first happened, definitely bittersweet moment, I'm sure, yeah. for all Canucks fans. Like, going to be hard missing the guy. Since but, the Sedin, he was probably your guys' favorite player, right? Since the Sedins? Even with the Sedins on the team, when yeah, he got drafted, I mean, like, that was my guy. I love Bo's always just kind of been the quiet guy in the background. He's never been the superstar. Um, you know, there was the first year when he was captain. That was kind of the time where it was his team. But as soon <laughs> as great as soon as PD came up to the NHL, it was his team. Yes. Um, and then I think that's kind of why Bose was so good. He was able to focus on being the quiet guy in the room, being a good leader. He never had to worry about being the hundred point guy on the team. He just did his job well. And I think that Canucks are gonna struggle to find someone to replicate that. But yeah. in the short term, it's a move that had to be made for sure. Yeah, and like I don't know, what do you think of the pieces coming back though, Kai? Oh, I, I like it. Yeah. No, um Ratu is exciting. Um, whether he plays in the HL the entire year or gets a couple games in the NHL, I think it'll be exciting. Um that first round pick is definitely the main prize though. And it's interesting though, Islanders have the option. Yeah. Of letting it slide. So it's like yeah. they it could end up being the number ten and then they could just be like, Okay, just pick number ten this year. And I bet right. that's going to be dependent okay. on if Horvat resigns or not. If it ends up being totally. top 12, is Horvat resigned? No? Okay, you guys can take this year. We're going to let it slide, or we're keeping next year's. But just knowing NHL GMs, I don't think that they'd want to admit that they think they're going to be worse next year. No. And for that reason, I think they would keep their pick. Yeah. Yeah, especially um, a Lou-led team. Well, totally. we saw that with, um, fuck me, who was it? The Sens made the pick, but who was the team that it ended up being shitty? I can't remember. If it was San Jose, wasn't it? San Jose, right? It was San Jose, Carlson. right? And it was the Bowen Byron pick? Or no, not the Bowen Byron pick. I don't know why I'm thinking of Colorado. The Branstrom um, pick? No. No. No, it was Stutzla. It was Stutzla, Stutzla and then right. who else did they take in that draft? Was it, Or was it Kachuk? Maybe it was Brady the Kachuk, Kachuk at four. They got, they got Brady Kachuk with that pick. I'm yeah, pretty it was, sure. That was a Kachuk pick. Or was it Stutzla? I thought they I can't got. Remember. Stu- I thought I thought it was Stutzla. Maybe it was Stutzla, but I like remember, like they were like, Stutzler. "Oh, we'll let it slide," and it just fucking danked. Yeah, it was Stutzla. It was Stutzla. Wow, we did end up talking sense in the pod. How about it? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, nobody saw the Sharks collapse coming, but who knows what happens next year too? Like, what do you, I don't know. Kai, what do you think? With there's two pieces I want to ask specifically. What do you think with Bovillier? What do you think the plan is? Because to me, it signals that, like, I think they're gonna put him on PD's wing and say, "PD, fix this guy." And to me, we know that Besser's gone, that trade talks are heating up and the Canucks are willing to retain. Besser's gone within the week, most likely. I feel like it also the writing's on the wall for Garland. I think he's a buyout. Yeah. I think he's getting bought yeah, out this summer sure. if he's not moved. There's been rumors about a buyout for Garland all over yeah. Leafs Twitter because Leafs Twitter is excited to sign him. After He'd be great on Toronto, man. Garland's a great player. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. It's for whatever reason it just doesn't work out here, like however many others. But I don't know, Kyle. Like, what do you think? Happens for some teams and some systems. Yeah, right. And like that's what we're hoping with Bovillia. But like, Kai, do you think Bovillia is a guy who they're looking to keep around? And yeah, I mean, I think he'll be here for for this year at least. And then obviously, it does seem like they're going to give him the opportunity to excel offensively, mm-hmm. which he showed spurts with the Islanders. Um, I hope that they would just look to build up as much value as possible over the next year and then trade him next season. I mean, he's UFA after like yeah. next he's signed for this year and next, and then he's UFA. So why not? Right. You can always exactly. just move him at next year's deadline if you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to ask you guys, does this signify 
that Demko and Besser are also on their way outs before the deadline? Besser, yes. Demko, no. I don't even. I I just saw a different report for, about I Demko think, being that. He's I happy. think Demko might be easier to trade than Besser, just because Brock has so much money on his contract, right? Like, but no one wants an injured goalie midseason, right? Like, to no me, if really the Demko move Brock happens, Besser right now though, yeah, it's heating up. Besser's gonna get moved within the week. Um, because the Canucks are willing to retain him. So, eh? Let's I think within a week take, or two. Lay it on me. Why is Besser getting traded in the next two weeks? February first, as of this recording. Connect said that they're willing to retain. How much do you think they'll be willing to retain? I guess like fifty. They said. See, the report was that teams have said, "Are you willing to retain?" The Connect said, "Send us your best offers with whatever retention you want, and we'll take a look." So they're willing to retain if the offer's there. That's good. Um, to me, it's the cap space. I don't agree with trading Besser. In all honesty. Just because the guy's traditionally a twenty to twenty-five goal scorer, when he's you know, you know, out of the sixty-two games he's going to play, he's having a bad year. <laughs> how many years um, does he have left on his contract, and at how much money? Three at six point five. Like it is a lot of money for a twenty-five three years goal as well. Yeah. Um. Potentially so, flat cap. GMs are kind yeah, of yeah, like retention hurts right a little now. bit, but the Canucks have so much tied up in the wings that you have to. And if Bovillier is going to stay around because Michael signed, Mikheyev is here. There's three wingers right there, man. Like you, we got to move Garland. You're probably moving back. Like you got to move Besser. The numbers just are the numbers. You got to move those guys. You got Pug Colson mm-hmm. and Hoaglander coming up. That's where that space is going to come to for those guys. So all that in Besser, I think you're, you're going to see within the next couple of weeks, he's gone. Demko. There's that report that he wants out. If you go through his mom's Twitter likes, she hates the way that they handled the Bruce Boudreaux situation, dude. Like, there's a lot I of love reports how that you can legit happy. do that. Like, you can go it's through so family fucked. members' Twitter likes and be like, "This guy hates his time right now." But um, with them, yeah, I got a lot. I don't. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you there. But I feel yeah. like family members' likes do actually kind of say something. Yeah, yeah they look do. at like Grandma like Dubis's Dem- likes. See what yeah. the Leafs really feel of. Like I'm, I'm sorry, people are trying to play it off, but I'm Demko going on Twitter and like Demko's mom going on Twitter and liking yeah. something. I it's think mom, speaks right? to something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's like, not this is legit um good journalism as as hockey podcasters is going through Demko's mom's likes and talking about it on the podcast. I don't know who plays goalie for you if you trade Demko, like you got to, I, I don't know. I, I think it's in the summer if it happens. Um, we saw the Penguins as a name. You know, I, I saw people Sabres. go, oh, Jari's up. They're going to sign Jari as a free agent and trade him to Pittsburgh. We know what there's a Pittsburgh Sabres? connection. I personally, I'd love a Sabres trade because they've got the assets where, like, there's a lot of guys I'd want to take out of that system. Um, and I like the Sabres. I'd like to see. And the Sabres need a goalie. They have Craig Anderson, some guy that's really shitty. And then they have Yuka Pekalukanen, who's, like, awesome. Yeah. But, but he's also... He has a 905 this year, and he's really, he's really good. young. He's born in 99. He needs some time to develop as a backup, so you need Demko. Yeah. Kind of ditto for the Kings as well, right? Yeah. Now, if they, I don't know if they would trade Demko in division. Like, the Kings have the best prospect system. Like, that's who I'd want to go to. I don't know if they do it just because it's a divisional rival. Mm. You um, put Kings in another division, that's who you go talk to first. Dude, the, the amount of prospects they've got there, just on the back end, mm-hmm. you can ask for Sean Dersey. You can ask for Hal Grons. Like, there's a lot of players there that I really like that would fill a huge hole in the Canucks system and what they you need. You can ask forward. for Sean Dersey. I don't know if they would give him, but he's going to get pushed out on the right side by the other guys that they have coming up in the system. Sean Dersey's not going to be a king for more than two more years. Oh, I guess Sean Dersey's already 24, eh? Yeah. Like, that's what I mean, right? Like, 
They've got Grons oh. coming up. That's a really good player. Sean Jersey got... is really good too, offensively speaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know about mm-hmm. his defensive stats. I'm not. I watch offense. He's right? decent. He's, he's good decent. at offense. He's good in his own end. Like he's decent in his own end. Like I like Jersey a lot. Um, so point is with Demko, I think if you're going to see a move, it's more likely in the summer. I don't. I don't think even next summer. I think it'll be the summer after. It's just my own thoughts on it. But who knows? I would have thought that Warpat would be a Canuck for life. Um, we'll see, but I think, yeah, overall, to sum it up there, no, Kai and I are uh, kind of are both happy. It sucks to see Bo go. Uh, if he resigns, wherever he signs long term, I'm getting a Horvat jersey for that team. Um, I can't yeah. wait to see you in a Leafs jersey. That sounds so cool. I'd love if Horvat wants the Leafs, man. I don't know, even then, like, I don't, I don't want him to resign on the island, but like a Horvat fisherman jersey would be pretty nasty. All right, let's <laughs> say the Leafs get bounced in the first round this year. Uh, to Tampa, that wouldn't shock anyone. And then you really have to shake up the core. Okay, let's go sign Bo Horvat and trade away one of our core members, <laughs> namely William Nylander, the only one that you could move. The only one we could move. Let's move out a winger for who has insane set. trade value. And then we just replace him with Bo Horvat and then get a whole bunch of. Well, if we're back. gonna talk Leafs and trades, can we talk about why Kyle Dubas is scared to make moves and how he's being stupid because of it? Yeah, sure. We can talk about um that and we can kind of preview the trade, like the next big trade, like who's it going to be? And let's start with mm-hmm. the Leafs. What is Dubas going to do? Because Nothing. I've seen all these reports like from fans saying, oh, we could do this. And then you go to the check marks on Twitter and all of them are saying Dubas is probably going to sign like a depth defenseman, maybe a bottom six forward. I don't know, man. It seems like he's gun shy after the Felino trade. Like he's like, oh man, like I got burned. I'm not doing a big move again. You gotta go all in eventually, dude. Get Timo Meyer. Go fucking get Timo Meyer. Get Teresenko. What would Timo Meyer cost though? Meyer's costing a lot. I see people going over. They're asking for any player off a roster. We can't give up any defenseman. Yeah, I see. I saw people going, oh, with the Horvat trade, you could get Timo Meyer for uh, Toronto's first. Pierre Engvall and Nick Robertson. It's like, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. They don't want your injured prospect. Yeah. You're super late first and a third slash fourth line winger. Yeah. I think so you guys just got to it. I feel like you just have to accept that Timo Meyer's going to the Bruins. Ugh. And that's the thing, because this is why Dubis needs to make a move. If nothing happened to Boston and Tampa from now to the trade deadline, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Let's let's go to war and go to battle against these teams. I think the Leafs have a straight up chance against these guys, but we know Tampa's going to do some crazy bullshit and sign some amazing player and somehow manage to do it. Who cares about the offseason? We'll lose a new guy. Mm-hmm. Boston's definitely going to get an amazing defenseman and amazing forward. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Chikrin end up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Who else is a really good defenseman on the trade market right now? Luke Shen. Who else is going to Boston? Luke Shen will be a Boston Bruin. <laughs> I think Shen's going to Tampa. Or Tampa. One of those two teams. And that directly impacts the Leafs. Therefore, what does Dubas do? Stuart, I'll ask you, what do you think Dubas should do? Do you think this middling defenseman and middling forward is enough? Uh, I mean, I think the Leafs need to figure out their third line. I think is their biggest weak, like their biggest weakness is really in goal, I guess. Cause like Samsonov and Murray, like I'm still not convinced in a playoff series to watch those guys going to net. 
Uh, really? I could just be skeptic a little bit. Like Sam Sonov's looked good at times. There's, I think that's a fine answer, but the answer isn't on the market. Like if you if you think yeah. goalies what to fix, I think we have to ignore that and see what else we can fix. So yeah, I I really think the Leafs need to just improve their third line, just to give it an identity. I think we were talking a couple of days ago even about this that like whenever like Kerfoot and Ingle are on the same line, that line like just yeah has the no substance. The it identity is... of the line disappears when you add a Kerfoot and an Engvall because Engvall and Kerfoot aren't exactly sure what they're doing either. Like they're great hockey players, but when Engvall throws a hit, he's not sure if he should. Like he doesn't know. Like he's wait, got the is this body a part too. of the game. That's the thing, Braden. You, if you or me had that body and that skating ability and that contract, we would be laying eight hits a game. How I like guys out with my current body. That's what I'm saying, Brandon. This <laughs> is ridiculous. Play. But he's six foot three and he's bigger than most people. He's fast. Just put the fucking body on the defenseman after you dump it Just in. Just hit him. He's Tyler Myers on forward. <laughs> so I think you're right, Stuart. Impressing and proving that third line would be a very big thing for the Leafs. And it could be all it mm-hmm. all we need. After Bo Horvat's gone. And if we can't get Timo Meyer, I don't really think there's any big swings to be made it's in our top six. Tarasenko. Well, we'll get Tyler. Him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I don't think the Leafs are in a position where they can resign Timo Meyer. So going after a guy like Tarasenko, who's going to have a lot like cheaper acquisition costs okay. and you can play on the third line, I think makes more sense. Not even third to me. It's you make your third line better by getting a second line winger. You need a second line winger. If you put... Tarzanko on your second line, who's currently playing second line wing for them, Yarn Croak. Yeah. I like Yarn Croak a lot more on my third line than I do in my second. Absolutely. And I think I would absolutely entertain a Tarasenko trade. Let's do a little um ac- exercise with that. What would they be asking for back? Because I know the acquisition cost is less for Tarasenko, but what is it? Uh, you start with the first to me, like you do offer first and then like a B yeah. prospect. I don't know. How about a first in Nimala? You do that for Tarasenko? Mm, I don't, I don't think I would, uh, here's the thing. Care that much about Niamela enough yeah, like, to like here's the say, thing. Oh, your... I know. I don't want to improve my chances of winning the cup. Your you prospects aren't as good as you, you have think to they go are. for it. And I don't care if you lose the trade a little bit, you kind of have to go for it. And I think you're right. He was a little gun shy. He's acting a little gun shy after the Felino thing. I don't care. Let's go win a playoff series. It's time. You've been here. He's lost six years in a row. This is his seventh year. GMs usually get five to six years. Let's go get Tarasenko. I absolutely agree with you, especially because Boston and Tampa are getting those people. And if Mm -hmm. we don't get them, they will. They absolutely will. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was like, it's like that meme that you sent the other day, right? In the chat where it's like, uh, any team like oh the the Leafs and like Horvath's like oh what's the asking price they want Lilligren fuck you I'll murder your family like <laughs> you gotta give to get and like as far as like a guy like Nimla goes your team's prospects aren't as good as you think they are they never are Nimla at his best is gonna be like an average number four defenseman and Most we likely, have he's Sandin, gonna be a decent we have five. Lilligren we have Brody yeah. we have Giordano we have Riley signed long term like we have a bunch of guys already a good right pairing bottom pair defenseman like 
you can find that like pretty easily. In all honesty, you can. You can um, go trade a second rounder and get Luke Shen right now. You could go talk to Canucks and just like get any of their 12 right hand bottom pair defensemen that they have. Like it's not hard to get that level. <laughs> 12. You're probably something like that. Like, I don't know. It's something. Kyle Burroughs. Dude, Kyle Burroughs. There you go. There's your, like, you know what I mean? Like, your prospects aren't as good. Hunter Shingarek. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Tarasenko for an EML and a first. Does that get that done? For... I don't know. I, I don't know what the asking price is on Tarasenko enough. In all honesty, you guys fill some space. I'm going to take a search on what that is. Okay. Stuart, Tarasenko to the Leafs seems like the perfect fix, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he play right wing? I guess that doesn't matter too much, right? Like we can put him on the left wing. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. I'm pretty sure. I, if not, let's I put think him he... on the right wing with fucking. Uh, Matthews. Yeah, so if you I want got Matthews and Tarasenko, on the same what, line. what would you run your lines then? Like, where would Tarasenko play? Like, let's say you add him, then you know you're. I want to get six. too far ahead of myself, but he would but... probably play with Tavares, or honestly, the, probably the best player to play him with would be Mitch. Yeah, so probably with Tavares then, just kind of. Because I Mitch, assume Mitch Tarasenko, is probably... Marner, or sorry, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Tarasenko line. <laughs> that's our best line. For sure, that's our best line. That's better than it's Matthews, stupid. Bunting, yeah. Nylander, who comes out right after. And that's kind of what you need to match up against the Tampa Bay Lightning and Boston Bruins. You want two lines that can go kill you. And then a third line that can contribute oh man yeah i'm sold on tarasenko he's the only guy i want right now mm-hmm. i don't want this uh lower end defenseman and that's it i don't want to add a fourth liner to push wayne simmons out of the second healthy scratch spot like let's just go get a guy is this the year then contribute. where you trade your top prospect your first round pick and your second round pick or something yeah, like so the Leafs the have no second. They have two thirds. They have yeah. a fourth, fifth, seventh, and their first. They have a bunch of great prospects. You have to trade. I'm willing to lose two of our top three prospects and two of our top three picks if it means getting a contributor I think to this you, first round. I think you trade everyone but Nice. If the He's, right opportunity presents itself. Even then, I would trade Nice. Like, I, I wouldn't mean, because Nice will contribute to this team. Yeah. This year in the playoffs, yeah. I've literally tweeted it from the pod loose change so I can retweet it in May. Like you can start creating scenarios where he'll step into the third line wing. For Legit. He can. So he's every single clip I see of this guy, he is blowing through. I know he's playing as university players, but he's literally looks like Connor McDavid slash Austin Matthews against these guys. It's ridiculous how good he looks against his uh, peers at the moment. So, yeah, that's from Toronto's perspective. But you guys mentioned Boston and Tampa. Which one of those guys makes the big splash for Timo Meyer? And if not them, who? Canes. I th- With Pacioretty really. out, because mm-hmm. Pacioretty looks yeah. like he might be done so, for the year. Mm-hmm. And Canes are going for it. They're 33, 9, and 8. They've won six yeah. straight. And they Man, that's have so pretty much locked up the division. Oh, isn't You're that brutal? telling me. Because he was out for like eight nine months and then yeah. in for a week and then a non-contact injury that's gotta be it right and didn't he look good for those that week too like wasn't he looking like i think yeah, he was around doing, a point of game yeah, doing he, great like Pacioretty. he was patch in the canes he was going to be amazing but yeah what's this been for his career that might just be it right like tearing your achilles twice it's well, a tough uh, injury, was man. it the same to Achilles? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wood, right? the exact oh, same. 
seems like well, maybe he rushed back a little bit. But I know football players are completely different and offensive linemen are completely different. The Eagles had the statistically in contract, everything would to suggest they had the best right guard in the league. He was 32 years old. He tore his Achilles and he's not played since. And he's yeah. retired since. And like Achilles he was the and highest ACL. played right guard in the he was one of the best players in the league. Who's that? Um fuck. <laughs> uh what's his name? <laughs> Trent Williams. No, he was our right guard. Wasn't it like Gra- Graham or something? That sounds very similar, yeah. Um hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Not a football podcast. This is a strictly hockey okay, NHL fair. podcast. Timo Point Meyer is, is yeah. going to Boston or Tampa then, eh? I or think Carolina. Carolina. I think Carolina. I think Boston goes after. What does Boston need? They need a center. Oh, Taze? No, Taze is going to Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg. Like I think Taze goes back Man, home. Man, that's another one. I wonder if Winnipeg just goes all in this year. I think Taze is going to go Winnipeg or Boston. He feels like it could be a Boston. We know Kane's going to the Rangers. Um, Brandon Brooks. Kai, his name was Brandon Brooks. God damn it. That was I bothering me. I don't know who the... like. I, the, the Lightning are a team where I look at and I go, they don't have the money to make a big ad. Like I think it's going to be... Their mm. ads are going to be very peripheral. I think the Lightning are going to go look at guys like Luke Shen. Um... Anyone making like not a lot of money? I think that's who the Lightning are going to be in on. Well, the Canes also don't have the money either. No team has the money. No contending like, team no, has any like, money. Like, that's what I was going to say with the Leafs. Even too, without like, Patch Ready on LTIR, they already have five and a half mil on LTIR. You're going to have to move a roster player. Like that's just the reality of the league as well. Right now is like you're going to have to move a roster player who makes money, money in, money out. Mm. Um. You know who I just thought would be good in Boston? Don't. Connor Garland. That feels like a guy who would fucking thrive on the Bruins. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Any player would thrive on the Bruins. They're such a good team. Yeah, but some guys They've are lost just three assholes. in a row and they're leading the league by seven points still. Like Garland's an <laughs> asshole. He would be like he he would be a Boston Bruin. You know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Well, yeah, I think he's mm. from Boston, so there you go. But yeah, I've seen him lick people on the streets. Anyhow, we're just throwing <laughs> out random shit. I don't know who Boston goes for. Like, I don't. <sighs> I don't know if they're in on Meyer. I don't know if. I I think the Lightning go peripheral. I think the Leafs are going to stick peripheral too. That I think they'll just go tit for tat with the Lightning. Boston's mm. going to go all in because why not? Well, yeah, Boston's going to spend whatever they can to get probably what'll be the best piece left <sighs> in the market. I think. Let's talk Pittsburgh, Stu. What do you think they're going to do? They have to do but, so much. Yeah. <laughs> are they buy? They're not going to sell, though. That's the thing. They're yeah. just not going to. No, they they won't sell. And I do I they buy know. or stand I, pat? Here's the here's that question for you. What do you think they should do, and what do you think they're going to do? I can see them getting Brock. Like yeah. I, I was legit. I was legit. Like for Casperi Kapanen, because Jim Rutherford loves the guy, so that'll obviously be well, part of the trade. I mean, we have to take back money, right? So yeah. But they got to move money <laughs> off the wings and onto somewhere else. They have so the Canucks have so much money tied up in the wings mm. that you can't be money out money and winger for winger. Pits, the, Pittsburgh but needs but a roster third line wise, center. They suck. Yeah, th- their third line is so fucking bad. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh needs a third line center. Pittsburgh has one of the thirst li- worst thirst lines, third lines in the league. Holy cow! <laughs> um, 
It's like Brock, the right now they're playing third lines. Brock McGinn, Teddy Bluger, and Jeff Carter as the third line. <laughs> That's what? not yeah. a good third what? line. You that can't play that. that. You can't play that. Line. Maybe you get every like kids 2010 like fantasy team in a uh, hut or whatever in chow yeah. like and you got taze malkin and fucking crosby down the middle yeah i mean like when kapanen comes back like i cheer for kapanen even though he frustrates me to all end i think everyone sees that he could be great he just isn't yeah he's just not he makes so many bonehead moves he just doesn't go to the net and stays on the outside and it dri- drives me up so the wall. easy to play against. It's ridiculous. And let him drive on the edge. He'll never attack the net. It's fine. Like, let him drive there. Yeah. If Pittsburgh makes a move, it needs to be, it needs to be scratch Brian Dumoulin or somehow trade him, even though he looks like a literal pylon most of the time. And then <laughs> get a third line center. That's what Pittsburgh needs to do. And okay, I major well, surgery is what you're saying. You know? Yeah. But I mean, the money in money out, if that's the reality, if I'm the Canucks here, I would take back Dumoulin. And if you really sweeten it, I'll take that extra year of Jeff Carter. Uh, I think Jeff Carter buddy. has a no move, though. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd he love to get rid of Jeff Carter, Vancouver. but I don't know if Jeff Carter's <laughs> waving it to go. Wait, is this new thing? Anyone who signs a contract 35 and up gets a new no movement clause? No, that's not yeah. mandatory. That's mandatory. I, I'm I'm looking at, at this at Cap Friendly here. Jeff Carter says 35 plus NMC. Oh, oh no, no, it's different. It's it's a different. It's a comma. 35 plus contracts are. They're buyout different, right? Yeah, they're, they're buyout, buyout different. And I think with okay. retirement, if you retire mid season, the whole cap hit still applies regardless. Ah, like that's where the okay. 35 plus contract is different. Mm. But okay, yeah. You know what, though? We're kind of like jumping all over the place. Yeah. Well, we've just so, been talking about trades with our team, so we can move on. Yeah. If well, you guys I was going to wanna... say, let's do this. We'll go round We'll, table we'll do quick. a full, we'll have let's, many trade conversations coming up. Let's yeah. do round table quick. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to name quick five guys. Roundy. Quick round for the boys. We'll go around the table, and you're going to tell me where you would think they end up. Okay. So, Tyler, we'll start with you. Timo Meyer, where does he go? Boston. Still? Yeah, I'd say Boston. Okay. Seattle. Oh, I like that. That's a board. good pick. All right. Jacob Chitron. Tyler. Boston. Still. God, I have no idea. I sent him to Ottawa. I just keep seeing it on Twitter. Get okay. it there so people can stop tweeting about it. Yeah, you're going with Ottawa. Eh? Yeah. The sickos are going to manifest <sighs> Chitron to the Sens. Wow. Chitron is going to go... Yeah, I hate to say it. I think Boston. I what think do you Boston think, Ottawa. Yeah, I think Boston or Ottawa. Boston, it makes sense. I think they got like Matt Crouch like on their first pairing left D. Go get, go get a guy like Chikrin. But like, yeah, especially with how good Lindholm's been playing. I think it's like, yeah. Lindholm, uh, McAvoy. I think they're no, playing as their one pair, right? I, the lines right now. Matt Crouch's uh, playing with uh, McAvoy. So like, I think that's that, been a then, line that they've like stuck with for years. Like, I don't think they break that up that often. But then the Sens, like, they've been talking so long, just shut up and kiss. Okay, moving on. Brock Besser, That's Tyler. what I'm saying. <laughs> Can I just make that the title now? Shut up yeah. and kiss? <laughs> okay. Brock Besser, where's he going? Ooh, Brocky Besser. Hmm. So you kind of have to find someone that has space mm. that actually wants Brock Besser. I think Brock Besser stays. I don't think he's going anywhere. Still. Uh, honestly, I'll I I want him on Pittsburgh, so I'm gonna say Pittsburgh. There we uh, go. 
Uh, yeah, I think he stays this year. I think Pittsburgh or Minnesota. Jim Rutherford will figure out a way to get Minnesota. Can they do that? Because like their cap's kind of messed up. It'll We're be just, money you're and just money gonna out. have to take back money. Yeah, money and money out. Money Besser and money out. Besser and Dumba but, somehow gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, we'll do three more. Patrick Kane, Tyler, Tampa. Ooh, Kane don't know how. Tampa. Don't know how. But you're just feeling it. Just feeling it. Still. Uh, I mean, Brandon, you said it already, and just because I feel like it'd be a place he'd want to go, just the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a, there's just a lot going on with Rangers. I think that's what it is. Panarin, they have so many assets there. too. Okay, we'll do two more. Uh, Jonathan Taze, Tyler. Leafs. Mm-hmm. Third line I, center. Yeah, I I think he's going to a Canadian team. I could okay. see him either going to Edmonton, Winnipeg, or Toronto. Still. I was going to say Edmonton. Okay. Wow. One of those three. I don't know. Yeah. I think he goes Winnipeg. Last one we didn't talk about. Wow. We should have talked about. Because people Dave's are talking Canadian. about Winnipeg. Or people are talking about the Leafs with this guy. Last one. Tyler. Ryan O'Reilly. Ooh. Like, I would way rather Ryan O'Reilly on the Leafs than You're insane. He's this Jonathan year's now, as far as I'm concerned. Comparing Jonathan Taves to Ryan O'Reilly, you don't believe Ryan O'Reilly would is the better player right now? I think you got to pay a third round pick for Jonathan Taves, and then you got to pay a first, a something, and a something for Ryan O'Reilly. I'm taking Taves. Oh for my third. god, I don't think that's true though. Yeah, if, that's if that is true, is. then I any team that takes him is a fool. But Florida. outside of asking price, where does Ryan O'Reilly end up? I I think that it'll be everyone is going to be in on Ryan O'Reilly, and then their fallback will be Jonathan Taves. Really, yeah. I agree. Yeah, in that case, I think Seattle can snag him. Okay, still, uh, he's Boston. <laughs> he is a Bruin player. He's type, such eh? a Bruins player. Yeah, the way his uh blade on of his stick is, you can just tell that guy plays for the fucking Bruins. And to be honest, if I wasn't picking Boston, <laughs> I'd be picking Tampa. It just seems like a player that one of those two teams will that will hurt the Leafs cheaper, somehow, and yeah. it'll just okay. make them. He'll win the Smythe. God, I hate that. It's so true. And then Kai, sorry, where'd you say you think? Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the same picks that I had for Jonathan Taves, and then I think that's a safe bet. So I do just want to one last thing I want to say here before we all let Tyler transfer us over. In 36 games this year, Ryan O'Reilly, sorry, 37 games. Ryan O'Reilly has 10 goals and six assists for 16 points in 37 six games. Six assists in 46 games this year. Jonathan Taze has 14 goals and 14 assists for 28 points. You're kidding me. No way. You're telling me Jonathan Taves is better than Ryan O'Reilly. I didn't believe you until right now, and I am 100% convinced. Well, you'd have to be getting Jonathan Taves at what? Five and a like That's the thing. The cap hits a bitch. Like it's 10 mil. You got to retain, and they have to retain half. Here's the thing you can have Kerfoot, there's three and a half million. We will take Taves at five and a half. Let's figure out the rest. There it is. All right, Tyler, what do you want to, uh, what are we moving on to next here? Uh, firstly, I want to say, I think we should make that uh, almost like a weekly segment, the little round table hosted okay. by Braden. That was good. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Yeah, we should, we should do that. Um, especially ahead of trade deadline. We can keep talking about players next week. We'll do an impromptu bong session. I'm just going to rip bowls and turn <laughs> whoever coughs the most. Gets kicked off the pod for three weeks. It'll definitely be you. <laughs> yeah, well, 
That's not true. <laughs> Stuart has never smoked weed, so we don't know if he's an absolute cop really, or someone that's wow. never not, not once. I remember in first year, wow. I was so scared to do weed because I grew up and I was like, it's the devil's lettuce. Like, it's evil. I remember we went out to this field one time and the guys were like, oh, I'll take a little bite inside of all. And I was like, I'm going to get hide it. I'm going to get hide it. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. It was like, I think Tyler and like Nick Simone. And then they gave me, they offered it to me and I turned around and I didn't run away. But like, I was like, ha, oh, like I chickened out. And like I bitched out. I ran back to res. That's some um, bad people to be around in college is me and Nick Simone. You're yeah, going to get then, fucked up. And then a couple of weeks later, we're making edibles out of an easy bake oven in a hallway in residence. <laughs> that is insane. I you're literally right. was drunk <laughs> with my friend in college and he says you know what i'm gonna go get an easy bake oven <laughs> he leaves the tv room and comes back an hour and a half later from the train with an easy bake oven and he started making edibles i remember it would stick i'm up not the gonna whole... name names it would but it was devin, devin hope it would stick up the whole fucking highway or highway hallway as reek of weed and he'd go into his room and he'd have all the wet towels on the ground and his window open he'd be like hey oh you guys smell that oh <laughs> uh, so funny he had to write an apology to um i forgot for that do you remember it was it the funniest the letter too it was like I, it wasn't for that though experience. wasn't it wasn't it, it for was, something else oh it was it was for weed, what did he do again weed it was stuff, for smoking weed but i think it was he thought there was something smoking. else I think he just got caught smoking. Or maybe it was when he put that hole in the drywall. That was Remember? also just a direct correlation to smoking weed. So I think we were drunk that night. The point is, um, we'll make the round table a weekly segment. Okay. And then the last thing we should do on the podcast is just kind of discuss how does the NHL improve on this crazy stat that came out yesterday? Uh, yeah. NHL US viewership down 22 percent from last year just a year ago that's a fuck ton especially mm-hmm. when viewership on the tv and tv deals right ahead is like a huge part of how the league's gonna grow the cap's gonna grow our favorite sport that we do a podcast about is gonna grow mm-hmm. how, gary do we, batman. how do we fix it so we could i don't even want to say get rid of gary batman because that's obvious but Let's play commissioner for a day. So, How first of all, it? it does. It's U.S. viewership only, right? That is just yeah. U.S. viewership. But that's what you guys. Counts. You guys that's ever tried to watch an American feed of hockey? Yes. yes. Okay. And how bad the announcers and the like intermission panels are? Not just that. Not just that. Because that's the states. Have you ever tried to watch a game in Canada on Canadian broadcasting? It's just as bad. Yes. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, I don't know. The thing different. I have, I think that I pay for Sportsnet on... Pacific. Why the fuck oh, okay. if I pay for Sportsnet Pacific Pacific exclusively? Why am I getting a message? Oh, sorry, this game is out of service tonight for a blackout yeah. in your region. What do you Blackouts mean? Blackouts I, I fucking pay for this. What do you mean it's blacked out and I can't watch it? Maybe yeah, the NHL let people watch is just the trying to ruin their game in every yeah, way possible. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's the thing. And I think that's another reason why numbers are probably going down is because more people are probably just watching it for free. Yeah, it's so hard to fuck. It is harder well, to watch also, it on the TV than it is for me to find an illegal stream. That's it's allegedly. so easy to find an illegal stream. Allegedly. Do it. So easy. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. That's literally true because I have yes, allegedly. cable oh, no. Oh, no. and I will <laughs> literally go onto the um, fake the fake stream the live stream that's on crack streams or whatever just to do it 
don't just to see what it looks like streams because now that i said you on the podcast you're probably getting rated um i think a big thing is matchups and what you actually put on the tv there's every sport is dealing with uh live streams and stuff like that but at the end of end of the day don't black out your product when we're actually paying for it and when we pay for it we have this product i don't want to see islanders versus philly or fucking like minnesota versus who's a really shitty team Arizona. Anyone almost. Well, I just don't care. Like the matchups are, are the matchups. Getting... You're gonna have shitty matchups some games, but like here's a great example. I guess so. There were two NHL hockey. games tonight. There was Boston, Toronto, Carolina, Buffalo. What time did those games start at? Seven. Both exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. They're both end of the second right now. Why the fuck do you not stagger your start times on any of your games? You did it for the bubble a couple of years ago, and it was fantastic. Yeah. That was some of the best fucking hockey watching I've had in my life. Because you'd wake up, and I was waking up on the West Coast, too, at the time. So it was a fucking 10 a.m. game, and then a 1 p.m. game, and then a 3 p.m. game, and then a 7 p.m. game, and then the 10 p.m. And then sometimes yeah. there was a 10 p.m. It was perfect. I mean, obviously, obviously, the bubble is an extreme example to yeah. relate it to. You can't do morning games always. But, but stagger just them. Give, just stagger it half an hour so that when the other one's minutes. on intermission, you can just switch it over. Do 15 yeah. minutes. 7? There's your start times. And when you do that, how about we put like the NBA or the NHL equivalent of like a Lakers Celtics game on instead Mm -hmm. of these shitty games. You have all these mess ups. You have 82 games in the year. I don't know why the NHL game on TNT is Mm -hmm. anything besides McDavid, Matthews, Crosby, Ovech. If you don't have one of those players, what are you doing? And interesting point is something that they always bring up to like be like, oh, you know, seven o'clock is just the start time for home games for whatever reason. It's just always seven o'clock. And I think part of the reason is they're like, oh, it has to be over early enough so that families can watch it and then we maximize viewership. Sunday night football doesn't end local time until like 1130 to midnight. Right. And how and it's Sunday still the most watched. It's the most watched sporting event. Every fucking week. Every single week is the most watched TV event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know why we wouldn't follow the NFL and the NBA's rules. To I saw a graph that just destroyed Gary Bettman. It was showing the NHL's growth compared to the NBA and NFL's growth since Gary Bettman took over around 1990. The NHL was bigger than the NBA the, when the Gary NHL Bettman first The NHL were literally the same revenue as the NBA. And the NBA has since clearly become the second most important sport in North America. Yeah. How much of that do you think is like corporate sponsor sponsorships? I think a lot of it is what does ESPN talk about? Mm-hmm. Salary cap. That's, that's what it is. Like it all comes back to the salary cap. Salary well, cap prevents okay, moves. Sure, well, but... it is salary. We're talking all these trade deadline moves right also now, my point, but you're limited. But, yeah. But my point being here is it all related, right? We're talking trade deadline but I said moves. my point. Then you just interrupted with your point. Sorry, it's just like <laughs> you're limited by what you can do. So when you're limited by what you can do, it's less things to talk about. If there's less things to talk about, there's not as much to broadcast, right? Yeah, the totally. NBA trade deadline. I don't. I, I cannot tell you the last time I watched an NBA trade. I can tell you trade deadline moves in the NBA because it's so fucking big and it's all over the news. Right. It's like the, who's the top ten players in the NBA? Three of them are getting moved halfway through the season. Where were you when Kawhi Leonard got traded to the Raptors? I don't know. But I was no, excited. Fun. I remember I was working for uh, Scotiabank in the downtown Toronto. 
I don't fucking watch basketball. It was all anyone could talk about. It was all that was on the news. Yeah, what if uh, we what just was last saw, year's like, biggest Austin trade deadline move? Get traded when that there, be huge. Here's a great example. So I remember that from years ago. What is the biggest? Tra- what was the big trade deadline move last year? Brody, Forrestburg. Yeah, Berg, yeah. But Forrestburg resigned. Uh, Giroux. That's a For good f- one. A first and a third, right? Like, and I know, I know that because like I'm a freak, but like. I think right, that's Schrock, like in the NBA Schrock at a first and a second. for like a third starter. Yeah, like really, and he really like Giroux's good, but he's like a second liner at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. That's big for sure. This salary cap is a huge part of it. it yeah. It, it but, just like but, making the cap luxury tax would also it, infuse n- natural money into the league through competition. And it would also allow for your product to be better thus adding more money to the pool that you just added more money to creating more yeah. interest you know, it all I think comes it, back to cap i think that's uh, a fair point Braden, but it's not I mean, all think, that comes i do, do you think really that's part of it that it's on it was on the fucking outdoor fishing channel for yeah. 20 and years and why was it on ESPN that channel talk, but Braden, espn let me just finish the point espn yeah. does not have the nhl on until they do the 45 minutes of nba highlights mm-hmm. nfl highlights commentary on those highlights they don't even talk about our stars. And that's a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay. These are all extremely valid points. The salary cap definitely hurts the growth of the league. But also I think part of the conversation has to be just hockey outside of the NHL. That's you know, it's, not, it's, it's not an accessible sport. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. And I think that, you know, the writing's been on the wall for decades. It's dying in Canada. It's been, it's been dying in Canada. When For I was so growing long. up, literally when we were growing up, yeah. we're 98ers. Um, when we were growing up, my friends did not care about the NHL or hockey nearly as much as baseball, basketball, uh, football, even soccer, man. It was wild. And you can say you it's not dying in Canada. We have already seen proof that it's dying in Canada because we're saying it's not as successful. What's the most expensive position to play in hockey? Goalie. Goalie. Who's the last really good goalie that... Canada's had at the World Juniors that's gone into be a star at the, at the World Juniors. Carter Hart, <laughs> like, and, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so Carter Hart was good at the Juniors, yeah. but like, is he a star in the NHL? No. Who's he the last to top no. five Canadian goalie to right? ever play in the NHL? Like Carey Price. Who? Yeah. Who starts for Team Canada tomorrow if the Olympics are then? Carter Man. Hart. Jordan Bennington. Kemper. Kemper, Kemper. Like, like that. Those are the guys we're talking about, and it's just like yeah. there's a reason for that. It's so fucking expensive to play goalie. It's gonna filter down to the rest of the positions. I mean, it, it's just hockey in general, too. No family can just fork out 10k exactly. between registration, equipment, travel for all these tournaments. Hey, and I mean, why would you watch a sport on TV that you know you can never play? Yeah, it has to be a super entertaining sport hey. if you know that you have no chance of playing it. Exactly, especially as a kid. You know what I mean? As a kid, I can pick up a basketball, pick up a soccer ball, go and be like, I'm going to be the next Steph Curry. You know how hard it is to be like, I'm going to be the next Connor McDavid. Well, shit, wasn't born in Canada. Didn't start skating when I was three. So that's not good. Yeah, it's tough to get behind hockey, I guess. So how do we fix it? Make hockey cheaper and more accessible is a big thing, I guess. It's that, but at the <laughs> NHL level, it is fix the TV rights. 
make it so that people can watch your game. I I think we've gone on for long enough here, but like at the end of the day, the easiest quick fix the NHL can do is make it so people can watch your games. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, we've gone on long enough. It's just, it's a sad topic. That's why it feels longer because Art. we just want it to be better. Our stars yeah. are also really boring compared to other leagues. Well, yeah, they need yeah. to be more. And we're starting to get a little bit more for sure. Like Martian has at least been entertaining on Twitter the so last funny. couple of days. Steve Dangle, so yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. So good. But Matthews has a bit more personality. Like, I think we're starting to see a bit more. Yeah, but McDavid is GQ. McDavid's a brick. But like, other than when he's cheating on his girlfriend. But other than that, or on the, on the defensive zone. Allegedly. But allegedly holding but hands with a lady. Really. Um, but yeah, you know, Tyler, like in conclusion, I guess there to your question of what I would do if I was commissioner for a day, um, I would get rid of offsides. I would get rid of the trapezoid rule and I would make it that you have to stay in the penalty box the entire length of the penalty, no matter if there's a goal or not. Yeah, those are all things I totally agree with. And no, I Also, think- I would still give people penalties even if you got scored on. Yeah, you stay in the box. No, like, I mean, like, like delayed penalty you got your team got scored on yeah yeah i'm with you the there box. i'm with you there you you, you you still fucked up you still go yeah you're still an idiot all right anything else there guys um i'm trying to think if there's anything on a bitch about well i think we've been going on for a little while too right like yeah yeah i, I think probably it, i feel it was like a great we've, episode. we've reached the point of hey, oversaturation I think. it turns out yeah. i didn't break my hand at hockey the other night want to know what i did what'd you do um, I was playing D and a guy was at center ice on the other team and he was like I'm going to dump it into this guy's end and I was like I'm ready for it so we took a slap shot and it's in midair and I went I'm going to catch that puck so that way I can get quicker possession mm. don't catch a slap shot with your bare hand if you're not a goalie it hurts like fuck and <laughs> it fucks up your hand <laughs> what also Man. I'm so tough I took a skate to the stomach and I was bleeding and I finished the game not a big deal that reminds me of the one time I once walked in on my parents having sex. Dude. It <laughs> was, was the like... it was the most embarrassing 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> See where you get it? Because I was watching them just Yeah, no, 